welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. There's one body, one, one's body, one spirit, one faith, one Lord. We see this in Ephesians 1. There's one God, who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. But there's different ministrations in that body. That's the reason it's so important for the body of Christ to come together. This is not ecumenical councils and synods in a Trinity gospel. But it is the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ and the true one God. Now we know, according to the word of God, that Paul said immediately after my departure, grievous wolves are going to come in, not sparing the flock. And right before that, he said, take heed to yourself and over all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he, he alone, God Almighty, the Father of glory, hath purchased with his own blood, the Father through a body of flesh and blood that he made for himself, called the Son of God, which is the Father revealed. So, first John 3.16, hereby we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us. Therefore, we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. How did he lay down his life when the spirit can't die? Well, the body is God's own body. And that body is referred to in the book of Hebrews. In the volume of the book, it's written of me, I come to do thy will, O God, for a body thou hast prepared me. That me is God himself. You'll see it in Isaiah 43.10. Thus saith the Lord, that's Jehovah God Almighty, the invisible spirit, the sovereign God, and my servant whom I have chosen. Notice that servant is chosen. He has to fulfill the law in every aspect of the law, being tempted at all points, and then be a free will sacrifice, laying down his life freely. And Jesus stated that. No man taketh my life, I lay it down freely. I have power to lay it down, power to receive it again. This I've received my Father. He goes in John 2, verse 19, stating, Destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. And he states that you'll know that I'm in the Father, in the Father in me, or you will know it whenever the Son of Man is, is raised up. You will know that he is God because no man can raise up his own dead body that he's offered on the cross for our propitiation except he be God. That's the reason Jesus would tell his disciples and the ones that came there that he healed, tell no man the vision until after the Son of Man is resurrected. Why? Because he's not proclamated or promulgated or preached to be the Son of God until through the Spirit he's resurrected from the dead. And then he's declared to be the Son of God. Romans 1, verse 3 and 4. Well, he is God. Now, there is a great work in the last days that will be manifest in and through the body of Christ. But the body has got to come together. Now, some of you have messaged me or emailed me and said that God spoke my name to you, our ministry. DBM, Dennis Beard Ministries, there. We have been going to Africa 
and uh, doing international ministry since 2012. But now there's a greater call. We're hearing from India, Pakistan, Africa, uh, Nepal, Australia, New Zealand, and not counting in the United States. And we want to answer that call. But after the pandemic, well, of course, we, like all, suffered financial loss, knowing that God will give us the, uh, the finances to do what we're called to do. But it'll be the body of Christ coming together. It will not be just one bishop, one apostle, one prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher that leads. It'll be a body movement, the body of Christ. And therefore, Paul gives great attention to this in Hebrews, as well as uh, also in the Corinth church. In the book of Hebrews, he talks about that Jesus uh, was declared to be the Son of God. This day have I begotten thee, for which of the angels said he at any time, that die at my right hand until I make that in his footstool. The, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father of glory, says unto the Son, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. Well, the throne is the power. And uh, all power is given unto Jesus. What does that mean? It means the Father's got himself a body. God Almighty, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, has prepared himself a body. And he did it through his own body of flesh and blood to redeem all of us that were under the law back to him. We see that in Isaiah 43.10. Thus saith the Lord, that's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent Spirit of God, the sovereign God, and, the, and my servant, whom I have chosen. Now, when did he choose him? Well, he's declared to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. Yes, Jesus dies on the cross. He takes the ordinance of the law that separated his spirit, that he is the Father, from his body of flesh and blood as the man, Christ Jesus, and by our supreme sacrifice takes the ordinances of that law, since he was under the law, nailing it to his cross and breaking down the middle wall of partition, thereby making peace and saying, Father, into thy hand I commend my spirit, the human spirit of Jesus, into the hands of the Father, thereby, thereby making one new man. What is that man? Well, the man Christ Jesus has been made a quickening spirit. That is... There is a transfiguration and a glorification of the man Christ Jesus, not just as a glorified man, but spirit. We see that in 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Most don't understand that because they take the scripture that God is not a man, that he can lie, and the son of man, he should repent. They think it means God's not a man. Well, he is a man. He's a man of war. It states that. But it's also declared in John 3.13, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ himself, being the Spirit of God. Notice that he's speaking of the man, that he is. No man has ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And Jesus said that right in front of his disciples here on earth. 
stating that he's in heaven. Now, what does that mean? It means the man that God is a man. He's a man of war. He is that man, the everlasting father. He is the mighty God, Isaiah 9, 5. He is the child that's born, the son that's given, that the government will rest upon his shoulder, and his name is called. The very essence, who he is, wonderful, capital W, full of wonder, only a name used of deity, God himself, counselor, capital C, the mighty God, not the mighty son of God, for the son of God is the mighty God, and there's only one God. And there's only one person of God that we see in Hebrews 1, verse 1 through 3. When we see and understand what Paul is stating there, it is very plain that there's only one person. He says, God, who in sundry times and divers manners spake unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom is appointed heir of all things, we keep going. Verse 3, who? That's Jesus. Being the brightness of his glory. And the express, not expressed, past tense, express, present tense. That is active, the express image of his person. Not persons, there are not three persons, not two persons, but only one person of God. And Jesus is the manifestation, the expression, the express image of God. And we know that that is not made of corruptible things, of the Creator being made a creation. We have turned the grace of our Lord God into lasciviousness, worshiping the, worshiping the creature rather than the Creator, because the the created body of Christ is Christ, which is the Father. Now notice that. In Romans 1, they have turned the grace of God into this creature. It's a second person of the Godhead, which does not exist. But the man Christ Jesus, as stated as a blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6.15. That's that capital P, the omnipotent, almighty. That's Jesus Christ. We see it in Revelation 1.8. He's Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come. The Almighty. Well, how many Almighty gods do we have? One. Now, that's the first basic principle of the rock of which all the house of God is built upon. We build that house upon that rock. But you've got to dig deep through the sand. We're not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's the sand that shifts. It's man-made doctrine. But we dig deep through that sand. We don't just take anything at face value. We search diligently for the Lord our God. We ask and it'll be given us. We seek and we'll find. Knock and it'll be open to us. And that's the opportunity. Keep on asking, keep on knocking, keep on seeking. Going deeper and deeper. Find that rock. And then when you find that rock, that pearl of great price, 
the true believers sell all that they have to purchase that rock. Somebody says you can't buy it with money. No, it's an emptying out of flesh. It's crucifying the flesh with the affections and the lust, just as Jesus told the rich man, the rich young ruler. And he came to Jesus, Mark 10. You can read it. And he says, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? I want eternal life. Jesus said, Why callest thou me good? There's none good but one, that is God. In other words, are you seeing the man Christ Jesus as the Lord of glory? Or are you just seeing him as a man? But he said, if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. He said, which one? And Jesus stated, honor your father and your mother, do not lie, cheat, steal, etc., no bear false witness. All these I've kept from my youth up. What lackest I yet? He is confident that he is nothing lacking in having eternal life. He believes it. And he has uh, wealth. He has increased with goods, stating that, <clears throat> and that he's rich. Jesus loved him and beheld him and loved him and said, one thing thou lackest, sell that you have. Uh-oh. Somebody said, that's not necessary. That's not essential. God doesn't expect that today. Well, Jesus stated it. In Luke 12, sell that you have and give alms, alms deed, offerings for the poor to receive the gospel of Jesus Christ. And at that, what, what are you doing when you do that? Are you, for, are you just becoming poverty stricken? That you'll never ever be able to have any possessions at all? No, it's not what it's saying at all. It's saying that from that point on, that you are fully mature in uh, the seven parables of Jesus in Matthew 13. It goes from the first parable of the, seer, the, the, the sower that had seed the sow. And uh, on that good ground, bought forth 3,600 fold. Then he goes to the wheat and the tares. Then it goes to the grain of a mustard seed. And then it goes on about finding a field. You're searching for goodly pearls. Well, those are promises of the word of God. But then there comes a time and he purchases the field. You have used your money for sending forth the feet of the oxen as those that blessed are they that have sent forth uh, the feet of this glorious gospel. But then it goes a step higher before the last day net, the gospel being preached to all the world, the net that catches all fish in all nations, the last day glorious gospel being preached to all the world for witness in all nations. And that is, he's been seeking for goodly pearls. He buys the field, but now he's found this one pearl of great price, the rock. Not only that, he knows the will of God. The person is full grown and now from young men is going to fathers. The final sealing in all things. The apocalyptic sealing uh, of the fathers, those of the Zoe, the living creatures of the beast before the throne of God in Revelation 4 and 5, which requires 
a ceiling in Revelation 7 before the four winds hurt the land, the sea, and the trees to seal the servants of our God in their forehead. We're at that point now. And as a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ, on the 19th of January, 2019, the Lord visited me coming out of a Maasai tribal church in Transamerica, Kenya, Africa, and said, seal my people by my word, as even as I send. My angel ascending from the east, heavenly seal, living God, so send I you. Well, we were struck with the urgency of this command of God in the last of the last days, the pearl of great price. Well, many, many years ago, I sold out. My wife and I sold out all our possessions, and we followed the Lord. From that time, we know what it is to be abased and how to, be, how to abound in blessings and also to be totally without. But in all times, all situations, therewith, to be content for God has said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now we have the divine command to take it to the nations. We look to you, the body of Christ. God's dealing with many. You have uh, emailed me, you've messaged me and told me that. But God's dealing with you. Join this ministry. Join us. We will set up Jesus Only Training Center here, not only in America, but in Africa and the nations calling there to bring this glorious gospel into all the world for a witness unto all nations. Ministers are crying out. There's over 2,000 ministers now. And that's not speaking hyperbole. That are asking, where do we go from here? We've come out of the Trinity denomination. We have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. After we've repented, we've received the Holy Ghost. Where do we go from here? And now it's up to us, the body of Christ, to carry it to them. And that is for the perfecting of the saints. That's Ephesians 4.11. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. That's our call. That's every believer in the body of Christ to come into perfection. Now, not all are called to be apostles. He said, first in the church, apostles. Second, prophets, thirdly, teachers, fourthly, workers of miracles, then governments, helps, etc. But it's only one body. There's only one body, but it's fitly framed together as the Lord comes soon and brings us to the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God. The body has to come together in the unity of the faith for it to be edified. The bone connects to a bone, makes a joint. And it's for this joint that every member in the body of Christ coming together in one, in the unity of the faith, whichever joint supplies for the edifying of itself in love. And that love that passes all understanding. The grace of God moving in a powerful move of the Holy Ghost where the gospel is not in word and in tongue, but in deed and in truth. God confirming his word with signs, divers, wonders, miracles, and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his will. But it has to come together. And that's where we are now. So I implore you, you, the body of Christ, if God has dealt with you, there to join us. 
then do so. Don't procrastinate. We are very mobile. We are a ministry, not a church. We are an international ministry. Right now, based in Longview, Texas, I was raised in Kilgore, Texas, and married a high school sweetheart there, my wife, Diane. And we have, since age 27, followed the Lord, now 73 years old. And we're more vibrant now in the gospel of Jesus than ever before. Why? Because of the divine command upon us to preach this gospel and bring it to the nations. And we've made close to 20 trips to Africa, starting in 2012, and having as many four trips in one year, bringing this from not only Ghana to Kenya and the various nine different nations there that have come into the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, the one God, the blessed and only potentate uh, who has only, Jesus only, having immortality. This man dwelling in the light that no other man can look into nor see nor can see. That's 1 Timothy 6, 15, 16. This glorious gospel is what we're proclaiming, the Jesus-only doctrine of Christ, that very few understand even claiming to be oneness. Not understanding that God perfected his own human, there coming under the law, making himself of no reputation to do it. That was God's own body. And by doing that, work salvation in and of himself alone. Now, we're going on to perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ and to a perfect man. To do that, when that rich young man that rich young ruler. When Jesus told him, this is what you need. You're coming to the final step. You've kept all that law. You've left what you called a consecrated life. But now divest yourself of the world. Come unto perfection. If you will be perfect. Literally crucified to the world and the world crucified to you. That's a Manasseh. There, sell that you have and give to the poor. Come pick up your cross. And Jesus said, follow me. That's discipleship. He has an opportunity to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Now, to become a disciple of Jesus is discipline in all things of the Lord God. Those that strive for the mastery must be temperate, self-controlled in all things, all things of truth, in all faith. There we have him being an opportunity, being given an opportunity to become a disciple of Jesus. We find that Jesus said, except a man forsaketh all that he hath, that he cannot be my disciple. All the apostles that followed Jesus forsook all and followed Jesus. Immediately, when Jesus said, follow me, they forsook all. And uh, Peter asked there in Mark 10, after hearing that Jesus told the rich young ruler, if you will be perfect, enter into eternal life. Sell that you have, give alms. Give to the poor. Come pick up your cross and follow me. Be a disciple. But the man went away sorrowfully. Why was he sorrowful? Because he had much riches. Then Jesus stated 
the truth. How hardly shall those that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? What? The disciples uh, were amazed that Jesus even said this. That he meant what he said and said what he meant. Jesus said, It is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm. And that needle is not a gate in Jerusalem. It means a sewing needle. It's impossible. Well, it's impossible with man, but all things are possible with God. What does he do? He simply sells and follows the Lord. And from that day forward, he has sought the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He's forsaken all. Now he's a disciple of Jesus. God deals with a person that sells out. And I can tell you that from firsthand experience. When my wife and I, with two small children, sold out everything we had, forsook the insurance industry and went and followed the Lord. And the way that God dealt then was with as if a friend. Said, I don't call you servants anymore. I'll call you friends. Why? Well, it's a different, stronger relationship. You're not have the Lord serving with the world. You have literally crucified the world unto you and you into the world. That's the reason why, if you will be perfect, that is, a disciple of Jesus, forsaken all that he had, so you can be a disciple of the Lord. And when you do that, then doors open that were never opened before. Somebody said, well, I have millions. I have billions. Well, then what? And the question I want to ask you, that I asked myself back when I was 27 years old and had come into the Lord and one year later heard a sold out message. And I thought, what am I going to do? I've got two small children. I've got a daughter and a son three years apart. What am I going to do? How am I going to feed them? Well, all these other things will be added to you. Seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's growing up into Jesus and all truth and all things and all things of faith. And all these other things will be added to you. Well, that takes faith. And faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord said, and Peter, stating that in Mark 10, Lord, who then can be saved? Who's going to hear this? And Jesus said, there, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle there and for a rich man to enter to the kingdom of heaven. Then he goes on and said, Peter asked them, well, what shall we have there for? We've forsaken all. We followed you. And notice what Jesus said. And I'll read this exactly from the, from the Gospel of Mark. Verse 28, Mark 10. Then Peter began to say unto the Lord, Lo, we have left all and have followed you. Verse 29. Jesus answered and said, Verily, I say unto you, Jesus said it, it settles it. There is no man 
that have left house or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive, receive what? An hundredfold now in this time. Now, what does he mean by that? You want a door open to the gospel of Jesus Christ? A hundredfold more now, what? Money? Watch what he says. He answers in kind, but from taken from a natural, spiritual, natural, physical to a spiritual. How did you do that? You unlocked the door for the physical to come into the spiritual. And how did he do that? Well, Jesus stated, you have left all this other physical things, even family, fathers, mothers, daughters, sons, even your own wife, lands, possessions. <clears throat> you have left the physical things of this life. Jesus even said, except a man hate father, mother, brothers, daughters, sisters, brothers, and yea, his own life. <clears throat> He cannot be my disciple. Well, that's awfully tight. That's a straight gate. Yes, it's straight. But we're not talking 100 years. The question I want to ask you, where will you be in 100 years? <clears throat> I know where I'll be. I won't be here on earth. That's for certain. And there's only one or two places to go. <clears throat> Heaven. That requires obedience unto righteousness and the holiness without which no man will see the Lord in obeying the Lord in all things or hell. And there will be many that think they have heaven made that were not only born again, but little children that did not make heaven. Somebody said, Brother Beard, how can you possibly say that? I didn't say it. Jesus did. In Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Jesus given the constitution of the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is Christ in you, the Holy Ghost. Yeah, the spirit that dwells in Jesus also dwells in you. It shall also quicken and make alive your mortal body. That is, if we do the will of God, if we walk in the light as he's in the light, then we'll have fellowship one with another, blood flow, body of Christ coming together into one, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. There's an if there. And if that obedience is a blood flow, then whenever we are told or commanded by the Lord through these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us, that sell, and you have a hundredfold blessing. Go from the physical into the spiritual. God deals differently there. Emphatically. It is a profound, radical change in a person's life. You can feel it in the spirit of the person themselves that do it. It's something that the world cannot conceive or believe. They have no part of it. They can't understand it. 
But yet the believer that follows the Lord in all truth, he finds that pearl of great price. That's the last epoch of the glory to be perfect unto perfection. Then the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, and he sells all to get that pearl of great price. Then God will engage him or her for the work of the ministry. And he'll take the physical that you have forsook for his namesake and for the gospels for and not not for well I'm gonna get this under full blessing and I'm gonna use God for a, a glorified bank account or a glorified investment of a hundred times. No. Then don't do it. You've you've got the wrong motive. The heart has to be right for God for what? The word of God for the gospel. You're using that to go into the spiritual realm to he that wins souls is wise, and you're going to win souls. We're not talking about a few souls. We're talking about right now thousands upon thousands that are waiting at the door, beating upon our ministry door to bring the word of God to them. My hands are tied financially, but not God's. And he's moving on on the body of Christ to join together and let's do it. Lift it up for the Lord Jesus Christ to be lifted up and he will draw all men unto him. But we've got to go. How should the goats have to be sent? God's dealing with people now. So what happens? They take their physical possessions. They don't do it on a whim. They do it for the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ for the Lord and for his namesake and the gospels. And the Lord says, now I'm going to give you and promise that you're going to receive an hundredfold now in this time, in this lifetime. What? What are you going to get? Houses, brethren, sisters, mothers. Well, what can you, you, you left your mother. Now you're going to get mothers. How can you have mothers? How can you have brothers, sisters, mothers, <laughs> and children and lands? How can you get all that? Well, now you're in the spiritual realm. You went from a physical realm where God dealt with you. Sure, he led you. But then it comes to the final the final consummation of it, are you willing? Are you going to go all the way with Jesus? Oh, many go to church, throw him a tithe, fast twice a week, and say, thank God I'm not like that sinner. Thank you, now I've got heaven made, just like the rich young ruler. The one thing they lack, except a man forsaketh all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Except a man... Sell that he has. Luke 12. Provides for himself alms, offerings. A treasure in the heavens. Not on the earth. You're going from earthly realm to heavenly realm. From the physical earthly plane and affections down here below, you're setting your affections on the things above. And now God deals with you differently. Why? Because he engages you in the gospel. And how do you know it? Well, what's the promise? You're going to have brothers, sisters, houses, 
mothers? Yes. A multiplied blessings in the spiritual realm that you go into, that's an eternal inheritance of brothers, sisters, mothers, all the ones that are in the body of Christ that are there because of you, because of your obedience to the Lord. But before any grain that we are, red corn is bruised. That's us, the body of Christ. We are the appointed barley and the rye and the bread corn that is bruised. If it abides alone, well then it'll never bring forth fruit. But if it dies and be planted, you sell that all you have and go from the physical into the spiritual, then you'll bring forth much fruit. That's what he's saying here. You got a hundredfold more blessing in this lifetime. There's no other promise. Somebody said, well, my pastor told me if I gave an offering, I get a hundredfold blessing. No, you don't. That's a lie. It's only for the soul out. As Peter said, what shall we have therefore? We have forsaken all and followed you, Jesus. Jesus said, this is for those that have forsaken houses, lands, mothers, uh, husbands, daughters, sons, lands, possessions there. And you will receive a hundredfold more in this time, this lifetime. What will you receive? Now you're in the spiritual realm. You're going to receive houses, brothers and sisters, mothers, children, lands with persecutions. You don't get away from the persecutions because all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution with persecution, still have a cross. You don't ever evade that cross. And in the world to come, eternal life. I don't know about you, but I don't lay hold upon that hope. And at 28 years old, I did it. And then, well, well, God gave right now we have over, well over, $100,000 just in uh, audio equipment, pro audio, uh, there alone, and musical instruments, well over $100,000. Ready for the road. We have tractor-trailer rigs. We have a Peter Belt with a 53-foot box carrying a gospel tent seat in 3000 It's all paid for. God provided it. And same way with uh, ministry buses. And I'm giving him the glory. What do we own? Nothing. I have a mobile home that I live in. God provided that. We have other ministers and mobile homes. God provided it. And where are we going? We're going to the nations. And uh, all we're waiting for the Lord to bring this people, uh, his body together, and we will do it. And that's where we are now. Notice that Jesus said that you're going to have eternal life promised to you. Anyone that does that's not going to take the Lord lightly. They're going to pick up their cross and follow him. Being a disciple, Jesus now deals with you in the spiritual realm, not in the physical, the spiritual. Jesus said it. Luke 12, sell that you have, give alms. You'll see that. And uh, I'll give you the scripture. Yeah, it says it right there in Matthew, right in the middle of the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. 
in Matthew 6, right around the 19th verse, somewhere along in there. That's the, I'll turn right quickly to it. And he's going to say in Matthew 5, the constitution of the kingdom of heaven. And he's going to state this is what is going to there. Yes, Matthew 6, 19, saying the same thing again that he says in Luke 12, uh, uh, verse 33. Right in the middle of the gospel, the greatest sermon ever preached upon the Sermon on the Mount by the Lord Jesus himself, stating what is going to be essential and requirements to enter into the kingdom of heaven, not the kingdom of God, Many will be in the kingdom of God, and they will be newborn babes, but they've got to grow. Can't stay there. The newborn babes are born again of the water and the spirit, but then, then desire the sincere muck of the word, they may grow thereby. How'd they get there? Well, Peter having the keys to the kingdom, on the day of Pentecost, they were picked in heart, men and brethren, what shall we do? What must we do? Repent. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, born of the water, the spiritual circumcision of the heart, to believe with the heart. That's Romans 6, 1 through 4. That's uh, uh, Colossians 2, 10 through 12. By baptism, the body of sins, the flesh cut off by the spiritual circumcision made without hands. Then faith in the operation of God by baptism. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost born of the Spirit. They're born again, newborn babies, but they're unskillful in this word of righteousness. They don't know there's a progression and obedience under righteousness. They're unskillful there. Well, then where do you go? John tells us, well, from babies you go to the next step, little children. Well, you have a greater revelation. Sold out yet? No. Could be, but most don't. And you go to the next step. What is that? Well, that is little children. You go from little newborn babies to little children. And the little children were first John 2, 12 through 14. I write you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. You've been born again. And I write you little children because you've known the Father. Jesus said you've known me, you've known the Father. Why? Because he is the Father revealed greater revelation. Well, then you don't stop there because those are the ones that call him Lord, Lord, being born again in Matthew 7 and verse 22, uh, verse 21 and 22. That Jesus said, many will say unto me, Lord, Lord, and will not be able to enter in. Why? But he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Only he that does the will of God. These are little children. They're born again. They call him Lord, Lord. No man can call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost. Well, they're saved at that point, but they've got to follow on. Whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They call upon him. Call him the Lord, Lord. No man can call him Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, the Father, except by the Holy Ghost. Well, they've reached that. But not all that say unto him, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in but only he that does the will of God, the will of my Father, Jesus said. Notice that Jesus, they said, well, then many will begin to profess unto me. 
Look what he said. Then they would begin to confess to Jesus in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? We prophesied. We were using the gifts of the Holy Ghost. And in thy name have cast out devils. Yeah, and they did. And in thy name done many wonderful works. And they did. But what did Jesus say? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Hmm. Iniquity is lawlessness, not being led of the Spirit of God. He goes and elaborates, therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them. You have to do it. Can't just be a hearer of the word, got to be a doer. Jesus said, except the man forsaketh all that he had, he can't be my disciple. There, uh, Luke 12, 33, sell that you have, give alms, that's part of it. Same thing he said in Matthew 6, 19. Lay up for yourself treasures in the heavens, where moth and rust are not corrupt, these do not break through and steal. Where your treasure is, there's your heart also. How do you do that? Sell that you have. Luke 12, 33. And give alms, alms deeds, offerings, promote the gospel of Jesus. Show where your heart is. Then what? Then you'll have treasure in the heaven, not on earth. A hundred years from now, where's it? Who's it going to be? Let me take that that grounds of a rich man brought forth plentifully. Good businessman. And he said, What shall I do? I know what I'll do. My business is increasing so much, I'll pull down my barns and build greater. Then I'll say to my soul, so take thine ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. For that has much goods stored up for many years. Well, in the worldly, the nominal church world, they would say, this man is blessed of God. He's got it made. But that's not what the Lord said. And we're not going by seminary teaching of doctrines of divinities and PhDs of theology. We're going by what thus saith the Lord. And he said that when that night came, a voice from heaven said, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. The judgment of God's come upon the earth. Then whose whose things shall those be? You provided for them. And a question is, 100 years from now, where will, you have, where will you be? What will you have? Will you still have, let's say you're 50 now, 100 years old, you'll be 150 years old, still driving around in your new car, in your new house, in your new lands, your investment portfolio, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, you own high rises, jet ranger helicopters, you own jet airplanes, <laughs> 150 years old? I don't think so. Well, maybe they'll freeze your body. Yeah, there's judgment day coming. You understand what we're saying. Then who sows, who shall those things be that you provided? So is he that is rich toward self and not rich toward God. 
Well, there it is. You reach towards self. Well, what's the what's the what's the way to perfect to perfection to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Jesus? If you will be perfect, sell that you have, give alms. Provide for yourselves treasures in the heaven. Luke 12, 33. Where moth and rust does not corrupt and thieves do not break through and steal. It is uh, treasures and your account in heaven. That is an enduring inheritance. Simply because you love Jesus. You went from the natural, physical to the spiritual. He dealt he deals with you differently when you do that. And when you do, then you're in the gospel. You're a disciple of Jesus. You're going forth uh, in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost, reaching the nations. Come be with me. We've done it. We're going again. You got your reservation. All you have to do is contact me. <laughs> Hallelujah unto God. The Lord Jesus, the blessed and only potentate, Omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, God Almighty, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, nor see, nor can see, is Jesus only. He's our God. He's our eternal life. Those that have an ear to hear, obey the Lord. Write to me. Call me. Message me. Let's get together. People, souls are dying. Souls are crying. Crying out, where do we go Help us, lead us on unto what? Unto the perfecting of the saints. They want to be perfected. And we can't do that you and you and the body of Christ coming together in the unity of the faith. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's where we are now. The body of Christ will be fitly framed together, compacted, sealed, and to the measure of every part, the measure of faith, and then there will be a great flow of the Holy Ghost in the latter rain where we are now. We're in the third day. God's doing it now, and he will use those that are obedient. The ones that don't, they'll miss out. The time is now. It's past. Uh, it's past time. The day now is the day of salvation. Now is the acceptable time. Let us hear from you. Well, you can write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. They say, Brother Beard, you're going to stay in Longview? Obviously not. We're going to the nations. Where are you going to be? Everywhere. <laughs> Where will you dwell? No certain dwelling place, wherever the Lord leads. What are we going to be doing? Preaching the gospel. To what? To the ones that have an ear to hear ministers now, they're there through their churches. Over a thousand in Africa alone, not counting India, that are begging and said, Lord, we, we've been asking you for three years to come. We followed you there. We followed you on the podcast, followed you uh, there in your teachings. But now you need to come. Well, we will. And that is all predicated on the body of Christ coming together. And only the Lord can do that. If God's dealing with you, do it. If he's not, then don't. But if he is, then either write to me or message me. I will be glad and honored to meet with you. Where at? Any place that you say. God's doing it. He's doing it now. The Lord, the power of God doing it, not us. The door's open, wide and effectual. All we have to do is go through it. 
and that requires obedience unto righteousness, unto holiness, without which no man will see the Lord. God's dealing with you. Let's do it. If he's not, please don't call. But if he is, please do call. Let's get together. We'll do this together. Lifting up the Lord Jesus Christ, the banner over us is love. Love unfeigned for the gospel of Jesus Christ, proven by this sold-out bunch that in the last days will be the ones that proclaim this everlasting gospel to all the world for a witness and all nations, and then the end will come. You can message me also at websites, dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com. If you want to donate, you're not ready to sell out, you want to donate, you can go to dennisbeard.org, scroll down, you'll see a donate button, you can donate. We'll thank God for you and pray for you. And there, but the ones that's going to initiate and embark on this work of God and the body come together, let's do it. The ones that want to come under perfection, the ones that, that want to be going from the physical plane to the spiritual all the way, by that pearl of great price, simply by going in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ, selling that you have, giving alms, offerings. Then it says, treasure the heaven. It works for you a more sealing and eternal weight of glory. Well, you also, jcit.tv, register there with me. And the instructional videos for the ministers as well as the believers in the Lord Jesus Christ in the present truth and the flowing word of God in throne room revelation. A great work that he's doing now in the work of the ministry. And when you register, you'll get a username, password, you'll be able to ask questions, and also give your comments there as we give instructional videos there on jcic.tv. And we stream, a live stream, every Sunday at 2 o'clock. Join me there, 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Well, we love to hear from you. I'll look forward to getting your message or your letter. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.